Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wind Down Wednesdays. I'm your host, Paula Taylor, and this is episode 89. So I have been saying that we are going to get back to talking about awakening, and tonight is the night. But first, I want to say really quickly why we got away from that, because I did a show on awakening. I talked about how radiant I was, and we haven't talked about it in about two months, I think. And, and so there's a couple of reasons for that. And, and I think it's important to go into this because this is kind of a universal experience. So the first thing is that whenever you're stepping into something new, whether that's like a rebirth process, whether it's an awakening process, whether it's integrating and healing, you get really far outside of your comfort zone. And so it takes some time to process what's going on. And a lot of times, at least for me, processing is done kind of behind the scenes. Processing is a private process, whether it's just me, whether I'm processing with another person, which I did do kind of during this time or several people. But in order to gain the most out of your shift. We're talking about shifts. We're talking about changing. We're going to talk about that a lot tonight. I'm going to use the word awakening because that is kind of the best descriptor for what I'm going in. But this really applies to any kind of shift. It takes time to integrate the shift. And so I haven't really been in a space where I was ready to talk about it. And tonight's episode is entitled awakening stuff's getting weird i have committed to make this a clean podcast so i'm going to use the word stuff s-h-t-u-f-f and you can maybe infer from that kind of what i really mean but stuff gets weird when you're shifting stuff gets weird and stuff sometimes gets freaky and a lot of fear comes up and we're going to talk about that tonight that's kind of the main topic of tonight's show. But the other thing I want to mention is also really important to acknowledge. And that is that life happens. So we talk a lot about kind of the ups and downs of life and how having a spiritual journey, living a spiritual life does not mean that those ups and downs go away. What it means is that we learn how to come closer to processing those things in the moment, to dealing with things as they come up. Because what most of us do, and what we've been kind of trained to do, usually unconsciously by the adults around us when we're children, is to stuff everything and store everything. I, I don't I can't deal with that now. I'll just push that away. And 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 in the moment, unconsciously usually we think, you know, oh, I'm just pushing this away. But you cannot push something away. You have to process it at some point. So what happens to most of us is that we don't process in the moment or right after an event occurs, a traumatic event, a stressful event, whatever it is. And we just keep stuffing and stuffing and stuffing. And then eventually, all that trauma starts to come out in the way we interact with the world. We get withdrawn. We get angry. We get depressed. We get those feelings of guilt and shame. We, we, we start to vomit some anger on people. We, our temper gets short. We get impatient. There's a lot of signs that you have trauma that needs to be processed. And the ultimate goal, which we have talked about before, but maybe not for quite some time, is to process in the moment. And if you're interested in learning more about processing, I wrote a great blog post called Spiritual Processing, and it goes into depth about the steps of spiritual processing. And you can find that on my website. That's paulataylorenergy.com. So we're not going to go into that, but, but what I want to say is the other reason that I did not kind of keep going on my awakening journey. I was kind of on this, I kept going on my journey. We didn't keep talking about it. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But as I mentioned, you know, life has these ups and downs. So I was on this great, big, radiant upswing. And then my baby, my son, my dog, Emmett died. And 
that was a downswing. And that is how life works. So I had to take time to process that. I had to feel my emotions. I had to feel my grief. You saw me working through that on the show. That's what a lot of these last kind of eight weeks or so has been about is processing that grief. And and I'm not done processing that. I still am working through my grief. But I also did not stop the other things I was doing. And that is how this spiritual lifestyle has reaped such great benefits for you. Because when you have a lot of spiritual tools at your disposal and you learn how to process things as they happen or close to when they happen, not everybody. And and when it's a big event, like when I lost Emmett, that's not something that I'm going to process in a moment, no matter how evolved I am spiritually. That is a traumatic event that I have to acknowledge is traumatic. That is going to take me time to work through, to release that trauma. And, and things keep coming up and that is kind of how trauma works. So as long as I agree to feel my feelings and I don't stuff them, then I can actually be in flow with my grief. Even though a lot of my focus is there, I have still been awakening this entire time. And I have still been having the weird stuff, stuff's getting weird, that has been going on in the background over these last eight weeks or so ever, maybe it's nine weeks, since I did the show on spiritual awakening. So let's talk about what's been going on for me. And I want to say, because I said this, I'm going to say this again. I'm using the word awakening. I'm going to talk about some weird stuff that's been going on for me that may sound very strange to you or may sound outside of for sure your comfort zone or or it may even be something that you cannot relate to. But I guarantee you that you can relate to the emotions underneath what is happening. And that is why I am talking about this. And some of you, it's important, I feel like, for me to share this. And it took a little bit of courage. It's a little bit vulnerable for me to talk about some of these shifts because stuff is getting weird. Stuff is also getting amazing. And that is what happens when we when we get pushed outside of our comfort zone and we're willing to be open. But it brings up a ton of fear. And again, this is true with any kind of shift, any kind of change in your life, whether it's an external change to your situation, you know, a move or a change in jobs or something that changed in your family, whether it's an internal shift, you've been going to therapy and working on yourself and 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 these traumas are starting to come up and it's like, you know, you're so good at putting, pushing them down that sometimes when they come up, we forget about our tools or we don't have tools. We have to kind of go out and gather some more tools. And if you're in this process that I'm in, that I just had a really interesting conversation with a friend about this, this invitation to awakening that is happening on a global level right now that a lot of people are talking about, that a lot of people are aware of. A lot of people aren't, but a lot of people are. We are being invited to shift our entire way of being. That is why dimensional frequency expansion is here. That is why it came to me as part of this global invitation to start shifting out of these fear frequencies and vibrations and into the vibrations and frequencies of love. But the fear does not like that. We have talked about that before. Our ego mind wants us to stay small. It wants us to stay limited. So when we start to break out of some of those limits, when we start and we get outside of our comfort zone, because comfort zone is kind of another word for like staying within the ego. When you break out of your comfort zone into these this expansive state, the ego gets really challenged. And so it starts telling you all these things. It starts running that monkey mind, that that background garbage of your limiting beliefs. And even if you've worked through those limiting beliefs, it will kind of stir up, you know, I think we release and we release and we release and, and sometimes we think, oh, I've, I've resolved this. But there's like a little bit of it left and that's when it's going to come up. When we are in this state of awakening, we are challenging the ego mind. We are starting to see 
the limitless expansion that we are capable of, that is when things come in in the form of the ego and its thoughts, but sometimes it's actually interactions because we talk about a lot that we create our reality, that we project what's going on internally into our reality. So if, if you're being challenged by the ego right now because you're shifting and that's making the ego uncomfortable and it's trying to keep you small, then you might actually be having encounters with people. I've been having a lot of boundary-related kind of issues where, where I set a boundary and somebody's kind of pushing the boundary or trying to cross the boundary and I have to keep resetting these boundaries. And that is definitely an area, as a chronic people pleaser, that is an area that is still uncomfortable for me to keep having to set boundaries. And sometimes I think like I set this boundary, you know, you're just barreling right through it. And and that is how a lot of us are because we are in that ego space. We are unconscious of what our energy is doing. So sometimes we're sort of energetically throwing things out there and we have no idea what's happening or how they're affecting other people, which again, that is a projection of what's going on with us. So if I say people are challenging my ego, that is a reflection of these limiting beliefs coming up about how I'm not enough or I I can't say no or or I have to, you know, it's all those kind of words. It doesn't matter the the details, but you know, I have to do this. I can't do this. I this always happens. This never happens. All of those kind of thoughts are what I'm talking about and they will they will come up in your own brain but they will project out into your reality and you'll start to see that. And when you start to see that, it's an invitation to to go deeper, to come back into that ease and love response and to to acknowledge the fear. It's okay to be afraid. We are never not going to be afraid. That fear is always going to be there but we don't have to let it limit us. We can send love into the fear. We can cradle that fear. We can take our inner child and and hug that part of us that's afraid, that part of us that still feels small and limited and say, look, look at how beautiful and amazing this is. I got totally off on a tangent. That's one of the great things about not having notes anymore is that sometimes I start talking and and I get into the flow and and, and so I know that was that needed to be heard by someone. Maybe it needed, a lot of times this just needs to be heard by me. I go back and re-listen to these and I'm like, oh yeah, I was talking to myself. But a lot of people are in the same boat as me. And and again, even if what I get into now about this awakening process, even if the details are real out of your comfort zone or not something you can relate to, this idea of expanding and then getting stuck in fear before we can expand again, is a universal experience. So I want to talk about a little bit about what's happening. And and for the meditation tonight, we're really just going to get firmly rooted and grounded. We're going to come into the body. We're going to send some love into our fear. It's been a long time since we've done a meditation like that. And it feels like it's time to just acknowledge the fear is there send love into the fear, and then do it anyway. Do the thing anyway. Step outside of the comfort zone. Come on Wind Down Wednesday and start talking about light language and angelic light codes, which is what we're going to talk about. And and I realize that I am stalling a little bit, which sometimes happens when I'm like, ah, I don't know if I should talk about this. So I'm going to go uh, chronologically. I really want to talk about the sound bath that I did this weekend. But I'm going to go through this a little bit chronologically just because I think it'll make more sense and it'll keep it straighter in my own mind. So I was stuck for a long time. I had a really powerful shift, which I talked about, where I had this energy drain. I reclaimed energy. We did a lot of that on the show. And, and I kind of had this big expansion. I had, I had the beginning of this awakening. My, the fifth layer of dimensional frequency expansion came through for me. That's the celestite layer. And then I knew there were two more, halite and sodalite. There might be even more than that. And I, and I was experiencing a little bit of the frequencies, but kind of, um, kind of just like 
experiencing them. I wasn't activated with them yet. I hadn't fully kind of called them into my body. I was getting a taste of these frequencies. And so I started having one of the things that this awakening, these awakening layers do is that they move us outside of the ego mind. They expand our consciousness and they, they actually start to give us access to other dimensions. What do I mean by other dimensions? Non-physical dimensions, spiritual realms, spiritual dimensions, heavenly or celestial realms would be another word for that, as well as past and future lives and other versions of ourselves. We have talked a couple times briefly about the multiverse, and I don't want to get into that, but essentially the idea behind that is that every time we make a decision, the universe actually splits off and there's a parallel version of ourself that keeps going off on this kind of journey. And I mentioned quantum leaping and timeline jumping. We may get into that at some point. That's something I've been experimenting with, but I don't want to get into that just mostly time-wise. And it's something I'm still wrapping my brain around. So in short, stuff started getting real weird for me. I had a really powerful vision and um, I think I mentioned it and I never went into detail. I talked about how I moved my body. I did some stretching and my intention was just to kind of move some energy. I was feeling stuck. I was feeling fearful. And then I had this really powerful vision. And in this vision, I went to a crystal cave or a crystal cathedral that I have been to before. This is this like this home of the dimensional frequency expansion beings. And, and when I did some research on this later, it's a place that people who've had near-death experiences um, have reported on a lot. There's a lot of kind of information about people coming into this crystal cathedral, or I like to think of it as a crystal cave. And the white beings of dimensional frequency expansion were there. And the word that came to me was seraphim. And, and I got really triggered by that. Uh, seraphim actually exists not just in Christian lore, but um, in Islam, in Judaism, they, they're kind of a universal um, being. And I, and again, I don't want to get too in, we could get like super into the weeds here. And, and that if you're interested in learning more about that in the dimensional frequency class, in the intro class, I start talking about some of this because I got a lot of really infer, interesting information about Jesus, about seraphim, about where this is coming from, um, about why the seraphim are important and who they are. And, and again, that that's kind of a little bit too in the weeds for this show. Cause we're, we're, we're just doing our short weekly meditation show. But another thing that happened in this vision is that like I acknowledged, I was like completely so far out of my comfort zone, triggering a lot of baggage I have from being raised Catholic that I just, I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what this means. I don't like this. This is like, I was just terrified. I was terrified by this information. It was completely overwhelming. And so they showed me the face of someone who luckily I knew, I realized I didn't know this person's name, but I knew who they were. And they're a, a kind of a spiritual leader in this community. And so, and the message was, you need to talk to this person. You need to talk through these things. You need to get some spiritual advice from someone who has really studied a lot of this stuff. And it took me three weeks to call this person because it was very far outside of my comfort zone. I'm like, what am I going to, I've never met this person before. They don't know me. What am I going to say? How am I going to approach this? And when I finally got up the courage to call this person, like it was so smooth, like come on in and meet me. We like came up with a time, like it just, it flowed effortlessly. And that's one way that you know that spiritually you're on the right track, that you're following your intuition is when like you think, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to talk. Like I'm going to have to leave a message or like mm -mm. person picked up the phone. We talked right away. There was no, there was a little bit of awkwardness on my part. Cause I was like, you know, oh, I didn't, we didn't even really get into why I was coming to, to talk to this person, but we set up our appointment. I sat down with this person. I had an amazing conversation and what I realized in this conversation as I was talking to this person was what I was, what was really going on was this fear versus love battle, right? 
this baggage of Catholicism and of my my sort of not positive experience with with Catholicism combined with that kind of limiting ego mind that's telling me, you know, this doesn't make any sense, what, you know, all of those things, who are you to think that this information would come to you? All of those kind of things that come from the ego. And I was so far outside my comfort zone. Again, it took me three weeks to call this person. But we had just a, the most beautiful conversation. It was amazing. And it moved a lot of energy. And it's interesting. There was a wind down Wednesday. I think it was two weeks ago where I apologized for I got teary like kind of throughout the show. And I was I was talking about something that I was really awestruck about. Oh, yeah, it was the episode about your spiritual support team. And I was talking a little bit about my grief. And and what happened was, and this this is common when you move energy. I have this comfort conversation. You can move energy through all sorts of means. You don't have to be, quote unquote, doing energy work. So we moved a ton of energy in this conversation. And I was I was feeling really vulnerable and raw and kind of triggered from that. I was very vulnerable with this person about what I was going through, about, you know, what my background was, about how fearful I was, how I felt stuck, how I felt like I was being called to service and and I didn't know if I was up for the task, essentially. You know, I, am I enough to do this? Can I do this? What does this mean for me? What, how does my life look when I say yes to this, essentially? And so we finished and I, and I went to, um, I did some meditation. I actually, I walked a labyrinth, which is a really, it's just a, a meditative way to kind of walk. And, and, and as I started walking in this labyrinth, I felt the awakening layers of dimensional frequency expansion start to kind of more fully come into my body. And then what happened, <laughs> stuff gets weirder, is that I had an experience a little bit after that where I woke up in the middle of the night with a fever and chills. And at first I thought, oh no, I got COVID. You know, that's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a, probably a reasonable thought um, just based on the last couple of years, right? But as soon as I checked in, it was like, I could tell there was nothing wrong with me. I had no sore throat. I, I did not have a headache. Like I didn't have any other symptoms except a mild fever and like uncontrollable chills. Like, like I had a really high fever, but, but it wasn't that bad. I, you know, I tested it and it was okay. And all of a sudden these syllables started coming out of my mouth, this kind of echoey, whispery sounding gibberish essentially is what I thought it was at first or I it just I just let it happen because it was helping how I felt I was physically shaking and when I started letting this echoey kind of language come through me I felt better and so I spent about 24 hours just like kind of muttering to myself either silently or out loud. I was at home. So, you know, I didn't, nobody like tried to haul me off to the loony bin and, and I did a little bit of research and, and I kind of knew I had heard the words light language or light codes before, but I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't really know anything about it. Um, some people call it angelic language, which based on the kind of vision that I had had that, that sounded about right. And so I just went with it. I just started saying this stuff and letting it come through me. And and I realized I connected with, I used to hear this as a child, uh, especially when I was tired. I would hear this like kind of echoey sounds in my head to the point where it would like distract me and I would be, I would have a hard time. The last time I remember this happening really clearly was when I was taking the SATs and I was trying to focus and I kept hearing this, like these like sounds. And I was like, I've got to take this. Like, what is the matter with my brain? Like at the time, it never occurred to me that I was like, can, I didn't, I was not in touch with my intuition in a way that I realized this was like intuitive information coming in. And now I'm like, it makes me feel good. It's a little bit of a validation that it was like, oh, I just thought there was something wrong with my brain. And, and it was like the information was so strong that I think I blocked it out. But when I got tired, it would come in a little bit. 
And so I found out, I've since kind of learned through this process of, of discovery of meditation and just being open to information, that the sodalite frequency, which as far as I know right now is the final free frequency, it's the seventh layer, that is the layer that anchors us into this multiple dimension living, which is the future of human evolution. I, I, firm, I feel that in my soul. And I knew that, but I didn't know what the associated sound was because all the other layers of frequency are more of a somewhat traditional sound. Some of them are a little strange, and we've talked about that. You know, they're kind of high-pitched and warbly, or they're, they're like low, blah, but they're kind of, they're a sound. And the sodalite frequency is this whispered kind of echoey light language or angelic language. And then, and if you've, if you're familiar with people who do light language transmissions, like I started kind of making these like shapes with my hands and moving them in a certain way. And that's not something that I've ever done before. It's not something that I've been trained to do, which a lot of times is how things go for me. They kind of just come in intuitively. And I sort of go and research them and I'm like, oh, there's a name for this and people are doing this and it's called this. And then and then it helps me. It gives me a little bit of a frame of reference and it and it gives me a little bit of validation sometimes that I'm not totally just gone off the deep end. And so that brought up a lot of fear, too, because it's real weird. It's very stuff's getting real weird here. And and I used it last week in the mini sound bath and I didn't. I didn't say anything about it. I just let it come through and it, and it was uncomfortable for me because I was, it feels out, out of the ordinary. I mean, a lot of the stuff I do feels out of the ordinary, but it's still outside of my comfort zone. There's a lot of things that are probably outside of other people's comfort zones that to me are, you know, hearing from a dead person, probably outside of a lot of people's comfort zones, but it's been happening to me for so long that it, now it is in my comfort zone. I am comfortable with it. But when these things first start happening, and we're awakening and we're stretching outside of our comfort zone, then then a lot of fear comes up. And again, this is true for any shift, not just the, the weird stuff that I'm talking about. So I want to talk, we're going a little bit long, but I, this feels really important to me today. So I'm the last thing I want to talk about is the sound bath that I did this weekend, because it's kind of the, the end point of this awakening, at least where I'm at now. And... So I, I had a lot of hesitation about doing the sound bath. I talked about that. I had this idea in my head that I had to have certain, you know, instruments or something. And and once I acknowledged to myself, like I my sound is vocal. That is my gift, is vocal sound. That is how these dimensional frequencies came through me, is is with this vocal sound. And I and I have bowls and I play some bowls and I did that, but but I had to step into the service, as I mentioned. I was afraid of what would happen when I fully stepped into service. So I got in my car to go to the sound bath and I had the strongest sense that maybe I've ever had of being in exactly the right place at exactly the right thing, doing exactly what I am here to do to the point that I started getting like teary. And then, then I was like, okay, like the awe is amazing. I love it. It is, it is, being overwhelmed with goodness. I have no complaints about that, except that sometimes I am trying to communicate and I can't just be a sobbing puddle on the floor and, and be effective in what I'm trying to do. So I kind of sent out a message to my guides and I was like, hey, I got to do this sound bath. Like I need you to help me hold this emotion, hold this space. Because it felt, before I even got there, it felt huge and sacred and powerful. And it was a very, ended up being a very small kind of intimate group, which was perfect. There were, there were four of us there total, including me. And I completely stepped into service for this sound bath. From the minute that I started vocalizing, it was as though I was present I was present as an observer. I was present as the meditative observer that we develop every week where I saw what was happening, but I had stepped out of the ego part of myself to channel fully this spiritual experience of unconditional love. 
And so I did the sound bath. I will be doing more sound baths. So if this is sounding really exciting to you, stay tuned. I'm going to be doing them in person and, and also virtually. When I finished the sound bath, the, the power in the room was palpable. And, and you can ask anyone who was there and they will agree with you that it was it was a transcendent experience. And, and I f was completely in an altered state for the rest of the night, which is another thing like that's one of those fears is like, if I am fully in service, what happens to me? Like personality Paula me, like that ego part of me is very scared about that. What happens when I step so far out of the way and channel is there room for me to come back in? Who am I when I am completely given myself up to this divine light? I am the best and highest and grandest version of myself. But little ego Paula, little inner child Paula is like, but what about me? Don't leave me behind. So I had a little bit of difficulty figuring out what to do to come out of that. And now I know I figured out like I, I need to come home and kind of be in silence. I need, I did some primordial chakra tones, low primordial chakra tones, those first three chakras to just really get me grounded back in the body. And yet it was a, it was an experience that completely shifted my reality and, and part of it was like, how do I do this every week <laughs> every, or every month? How do I do this once a month? Who will I be if I keep doing this? And, and the sole answer to that, S-O-U-L and S-O-L-E, is that I will be the, the grandest version of myself. I will be the divine version of myself if I can let go of the fear and continue to step into service over and over and over again. I will move energy the likes of which I never knew was even possible. But it scares the bejesus out of me. It scares the living daylights out of me. And that's okay. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to run away even. That's kind of what I ended up doing the night I got home. I realized what I needed to do was to kind of go into silence and, and go into meditation and come back into my body and, and maybe even allow the bowls to kind of bring me back to myself. I needed to set some time aside for that. I did not. And so I was kind of just interacting in my regular life. And my husband was saying to me like, what's wrong with you? You're acting really weird. And I was like, because I did not feel like myself. But part of the evolution of our spiritual journey is that our self is always changing. That ego self is not permanent. It's not constant. It is, that is one of the reasons it is so fearful because it knows that it will die. The ego part of ourselves. But as we evolve and we continue to expand and we continue to step into the soul version of ourselves, into that divine connection, we feel on a visceral level the awe of that, the joy of that, the idea that there is nothing to fear because we are so much greater than that tiny ego part of ourselves. And yet we live in the world. And yet we have to carry on conversations with people who Look at us funny when we're just staring off into space and kind of not really responding in the way they might expect. And so I think that's that's where I'm going to leave it tonight. I want to say one more time that any kind of change is difficult. Any kind of change is going to bring this up, whether it is the, the shift into awareness. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was getting triggered. I see that I'm triggered now. Whether it's the shift of, oh, I feel all this trauma, but I don't know where to go with it yet. I don't have the tools or I don't know how to use the tools to get out of it. 
whether it's that integrative shift where you're starting to apply your tools and you're coming into greater clarity and expansion and harmony or healing, or whether it's the awakening shift where you've, you've reached a point in your integration, in your healing process, that you are now able to access a grander version of yourself than you ever thought was possible. And that is accessible for every single one of us. That is why I do this work. I do this work for myself because I am addicted to it and I will never stop because I see the connection and the power and the the unconditional love, the, the visceral experience of that love go, grows deeper and deeper and deeper for me, like by the minute at this point. So I will never stop doing this. If no one else ever watches another one of my shows, no one else ever comes to a session, if no one else shows up for another sound bowl experience, I'm fine. I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep doing it. But part of the reason I do it is because you can do this too. You can connect with the grandest version of yourself. Whatever way that presents. That's one of the most beautiful things about this is that every single one of us has a unique gift, has a unique way of connecting to that divine source that is here to serve humanity. We are here to shift out of this fear response out of this hatred, out of this darkness. We are here to shift into the light, into the expansion, into the harmony. And I will keep talking about it. And if you want to talk back, I am here. If you want to reach out to me, I am here. But for now, let's meditate together. So for this meditation, let your intuition guide you into whatever position feels comfortable. You can sit up or lie down. Let yourself be supported or sit with a tall, straight spine. Just feel into what feels right for you. Give yourself a moment to figure this out. And then take those three deep oxytocin breaths, breathing in through the nose, letting that belly float out. <sighs> Sighing that breath out. Let yourself make noise here. No one's listening to you. And even if they are, who cares? Let the stuff get weird. Let yourself come out of that triggered fight flight or freeze mode and into the ease response that is where we can send love into our fear if we are fully in our fear then we can't see our way out of it to send love to it so step into that observer self now that benign loving self that objectively looks at some of those fears and limiting thoughts we have and just says, oh honey, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. With no strings attached, with no expectations. That is a neutral space. Allow the top of your head to open, that crown chakra, invite that beautiful, warm, golden light of divine love to flow in through your head. Let it come into your face and your jaw, into your neck and throat and your shoulders. Allow it to flow down each arm into your elbows, down into your forearms and wrists, into the hands. Let that beautiful light of divine love flow into your chest and your upper back, into your abdomen and mid-back, your low back and low belly. 
Let that beautiful divine energy flow into your hips and your pelvis. Let it come down into your thighs, to your knees. If you'd like, you can pause and take a deep breath here at your knees. And as you sigh it out, let that energy flow down the lower legs into your ankles and feet all the way down into the earth. And now imagine roots like tree roots growing out from the base of your spine, from your feet into the earth. Or picture yourself like a lighthouse anchored into the rocks, that light shining fully above that fully anchored base being supported by the earth below. Both of these energies will bring you out of that fear response and into ease. Let that divine love flow through you. Let that rich support of the earth flow through you. Recognize that you can release any emotions, any trauma that comes up into the earth for the highest good where it will be recycled for the highest good. And then just let yourself think about any kind of shift or change that's been happening in your life, something that just happened or is currently happening, maybe something that's about to happen. And let yourself feel how it feels to you. Let yourself notice that there is fear there. And again, remember you're in your neutral, loving, observer space. You can think of yourself as a loving parent. And, and the fear that's coming up is fear of that child self, of that ego self that is very much like a child that does not know how to soothe itself, that does not know how to step out of its trauma. So be the parent that child needs. And when the fear comes up here, send love. Pick that child up, hug that child, tell that child how much you love them. That is what unconditional love is. We don't stop loving ourselves because we are fearful. We don't stop loving our children because they are fearful. We do not stop loving our inner child because they are fearful. We scoop that child up and we hold that child and we say, it's okay. Because we know that it is okay. Our soul, our spirit, that divine connection tells us that it is okay. And we can tell our inner child that. So as fears come up around this shift that's happening or, or about to happen or has happened in your life, gather up that child, that fearful child, And, and as you think of specifics around this fear, let these limiting fearful ideas or beliefs come forward in your mind. It may be very broad, you are not enough, or you can't handle this, or this is too much. It might be something more specific that has to do with trauma of your past or, or relationships to other people. So for whatever comes into your mind, into your little inner child's mind, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I'm scared. It's dark. I'm lonely. Send love into any of those thoughts that come up. Send light into that darkness. Show that child that there's nothing to be afraid of, that you are there holding your child. You are there holding your ego self and sending love to it. This ego is here to stay. And so we can make friends with it. We can send love into it. 
and we can comfort it when it is frightened because it is a part of us. It is that little inner child traumatized part of ourselves that thinks that the world is a dark and scary place. Maybe it thinks that people are out to get us or that things don't work out in our favor. That is not the reality that we want to create. So send light and love into those beliefs. Without expectation, they will not change overnight. They might, but it's okay if they don't. We are sending love, unconditional love, love without strings. It's okay if you're scared. It's okay if you're lonely. It's okay if it's dark and you don't know where to go. I love you. I love you. I love you. Let yourself say that out loud if you can. I love you. Hold that little ego child self. Hold those fears. And if you'd like, you can introduce some affirmations here from this neutral loving space. The world is a beautiful place. Everything works out in my favor. The universe supports me. I am limitless. I am divine light. My light shows me the way. Anything that comes to you here, let yourself say this out loud if you can and carry it forward into the rest of your day and week and weekend. Come to this neutral space, come back to this meditation and repeat these affirmations. Come back to this space and hold your ego self, hold your child self, send love to that inner scared self. You are okay. You are so loved. I love you. I love you. And if you can't feel that, it's okay. Say it anyway. Let that neutral, loving observer self say it just the way you would say it to a child who was scared. I love you. I'm here with you. I hold you. I won't leave you. I love you. And in the final few moments here, you can ask your little child self, your ego self, your fearful self, what do you need from me? How can I help you? How can I help you feel loved? How can I help you feel less fearful? And then listen. And if nothing comes, that's okay. You can come back to this. But maybe you'll get an answer. Maybe they just needed to hear you say, I love you. Maybe they just needed you to hold this divine spark up for them to see. Maybe there's something specific that they're asking you to do. Listen to that intuition. Even if it takes you a while to act on it, write it down, remember it. Let it stay with you. This is your path forward for both that scared ego self and your larger intuitive divine self this is a message from your divine soul self about how to move forward despite this fear as you're ready send love one more time to your beautiful little child ego self i love you i love you i love you And then begin to come back into your conscious mind. If you'd like, you can allow that crown chakra to close or leave it open for the highest good. 
And once more, let that beautiful divine light flow through your head and face, your neck and throat, down through the chest and torso and the arms, into the pelvis and legs, the knees, lower legs and feet. Feel your connection with the ground. Leave that connection open. Let the earth support you as you move forward with the rest of your evening and week. You are so loved on all levels of your being. Let yourself feel that. Let yourself sit in that love and light for as long as you'd like. Satnam. The truth of your identity is that you are divine, unconditional love. And that fear is fleeting. Let yourself send love to your fear. Let yourself see your limitless capacity for service. Go ahead and wiggle your fingers and toes if you'd like. Move your hands and wrists around. Crack some joints. Move your head and neck. Maybe shrug your shoulders up and down. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me this evening or day, whenever you're watching or listening to this. You are so loved. Recognize that, feel it, and let yourself move forward. The fear will be there, but you can move through it. You can make light and love out of that fear. Have a beautiful rest of your day or evening. Have a loving rest of your week. And I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesday.